to have you with us here on the Short Side Option Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Short Side Options Quick Pitch Preview Series, where I'll be giving a rundown on the different position groups ahead of the 2023 season. These previews are designed to give you a good rundown of each of the position groups and who might be a candidate to take a step forward in each of those areas. In a short 15 to 30 minutes, you should feel like you have a pretty good feel on where Kansas State stands heading into the 2023 season. After taking a look at the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends last time, it's time to turn our attention to the running backs and offensive line. First up, the running back group. All right, so when you look at K-State's running backs here in 2023, I think you first have to look back to 2022 and what K-State is uh, replacing with Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, obviously one of Kansas State's uh, all-time greats, uh, second-leading rusher, Uh, with 3,604 yards, a two-time first-team All-American as an all-purpose player. And to say that he was uh, a big is a big loss for K-State going into 2023 uh, is a dramatic understatement. Uh, As I mentioned, not only did he do it on the ground uh, with with throughout his entire career, he also was a big threat in the passing game. Last year, uh, 42 receptions which was fourth most on the team and only six fewer than what Malik Knowles uh, had as K-State's leading pass catcher. For much of the last three years, Deuce Vaughn was the first, second, and third priority for opposing defenses to slow down uh, when preparing for K-State. After his selection by the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft, uh, K-State now faces the tall task of replacing one of the best uh, players in program history. Leading the way, uh, it's going to be a two-headed monster here with D.J. Giddens and Treshawn Warden. Let's go ahead and first look at D.J. Giddens. And, and last year, Giddens was a really nice surprise for Kansas State, uh, who really emerged as a steady number two option uh, in the backfield behind Deuce. Uh, in comparison to Deuce, obviously different running styles. Uh, Giddens, a big physical runner that was often asked to pick up yards in short yardage situation. Also showed some ability uh, to catch the ball out of the backfield and, uh, you know, was a nice real little receiving threat there. It looks like that's a part of his game that he can continue to grow. In 2022, Giddens ran the ball for 529 yards on 89 carries, uh, good for a 5.8 yards uh, average per carry. And I think last year was a really, uh, like I said, a nice uh, emergence for him and a great initiation into college football for DJ. Uh, I think he's capable and really ready to take a big step here in 2023 with more of a featured role. Uh, a guy who I think is going to be right there with him too, in terms of, of his role in the backfield is Treshawn Ward. Uh, Ward transfers in from Florida State, uh, where he uh, was the second leading rusher for Florida State last year in 2022. Uh, as a member of the Knowles in 2021, he led the ACC in yards per carry. Uh, when you watch Ward's tape from Florida State, uh, you see a running back that bears some resemblance to Deuce Vaughn. Ward is a bigger back coming in at 5'10", 195, uh, in comparison to Deuce, obviously a little bit bigger there. But Ward certainly has some of those same traits, uh, vision and patience uh, are two things that stick out when you watch his tape. Uh, the one kind of knock, I guess you would say, on Ward is that he doesn't necessarily have uh, breakaway speed and can get caught from behind on long runs, but his vision and patience make uh, make up for that for sure and make him a really high-quality back uh, that should be a big factor for K-State this year uh, at the running back position. 
Uh, Joe Jackson is another guy I wanted to touch on. He's a freshman out of Davenport, Florida. Chose Kansas State over Duke and Rutgers and uh, totaled 1,143 yards last year and 20 touchdowns in seven games during his senior season, uh, due in large part to a 326-yard, six-touchdown effort as he broke uh, a school record uh, for single-game rushing. So I think he's going to have a bright future for K-State. I I would expect him uh, to definitely play in the four games. And honestly, if you had to uh, make me pick right now, I don't know if he will redshirt uh, in 2023, uh, just with a little bit of a shorter backfield. Uh, Anthony Freas is another guy, a little bit bigger, his second year in the program, uh, a guy that, uh, you know, also was kind of brought in last year as a potential uh, guy that could kind of help pick up those short yarded situations. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of run this year, but with another year in the system, uh, certainly has an opportunity uh, to have more of a contribution. When you look at the running back group as a whole, uh, you have to you kind of wonder to yourself: Is it possible that the running back group at K State in 2023 could be better than it was in 2022? I, we mentioned about that with the receivers. Uh, you know, you have a little bit more of a uh, spread out approach, uh, and I don't think while I don't think that that group will r- be able to replace that uh, impact that Deuce Vaughn uh, had for K State in 2022. I do think it is reasonable that this group is able to limit the drop-off from what Deuce uh, and DJ did last year. With Trayshawn Ward coming in, yeah, an experienced back that has that great vision and patience that I mentioned a little bit earlier. And uh, he can give off a little bit more of a finish to his runs uh, than Deuce did due to his larger frame. Another year in the system for Giddens will give him a bigger uh, share in the run game. And I think he's really ready for that increased responsibility. I like what Kansas State has in its top two running backs. Uh, concerns would be a lack of depth uh, behind Giddens Award, uh, but with those two at the top, you certainly feel good with what you have. Uh, another reason that I think you, you could think that this running back group in 2023 can can kind of temper a drop-off from what you saw last year is that all five starters are coming back on the offensive line. The offensive line is going to be a big strength for K-State, and we'll touch on them here in a little bit. But in 2022, that offensive line didn't quite gel together immediately. Uh, as you may remember, in 2022, only two starters returned uh, from, from what was a pretty experienced group in 2021. And it took the better part of about the first half of the season before they got things ironed out as a unit and really hit their stride. Uh, with all five starters uh, returning, in addition to all five starters returning, uh, you have several quality backups that, that have had some time in the program and have had some time on the field uh, returning as well. The offensive line should be one of the better groups in the Big 12 and in all of college football. With all that being said, let's now take a look at the K-State offensive line. All right, so up next, offensive line. And the offensive line for K-State, I think most uh, K-State fans and folks that follow the Big 12 and college football around the country uh, would, would come to agree that this unit for K-State is definitely uh, the strong point for K-State heading into 2023. Uh, you mentioned returning a ton of uh, starts and a ton of uh, talented depth uh, throughout the 2D here at the offensive line. And, you know, it, it's no secret that K-State's offensive line and K-State's offense as a, as a whole really took a, a step here kind of later in the season Uh, I mentioned two starters returning from 2021 into 2022, and that offensive line took a while to gel. K-State wasn't quite able 
to get the running game going like they had wanted to uh, early on. And part of that was breaking in some new guys on the offensive line. Uh, and, and with this group returning with a lot of experience, uh, you look for them to kind of continue what made uh, the K-State offense really tough to stop here at the end of 2022, uh, eventually winding up as the Big 12 champions. So let's take a look here first at uh, the headliner here of the offensive line, and that's Cooper Beebe. A second-team All-American last year at guard uh, on all of the first-team All-American list uh, here in the preseason, and uh, certainly uh, a possible first-round uh, draft pick here in next year's NFL draft. Uh, here's a stat for you. He has not surrendered a sack in his last 803 pass blocking plays dating back to the 2020 Iowa State game. And that's according to Pro Football Focus. I haven't quite kept count uh, to that nth of degree, but 803 uh, pass plays uh, without allowing a sack is pretty darn good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, BB could have uh, declared for the draft after last season. But part of the reason, and he's stated this uh, now several times, but part of the reason why he decided to return to K-State was to make a run at the Ring of Honor and uh, to play with his younger brother, Camden, who's an incoming freshman, uh, arguably one of the best offensive linemen in college football. He's going to get the start at at, uh, left guard on the O-line, but has played some tackle in his career, uh, capable of, of swinging out to one of the tackle positions if needed. Uh, Up next, Hayden Gillum. He started all 14 games for Kansas State last year at center. Uh, He took over for Noah Johnson at center and I think uh, improved the play at the position uh, over the course of the season. Uh, Was honorable mention selection by the Big 12 coaches last year. And as I mentioned, started 14 games there and gave uh, K-State some improved play, I think, from where it had been in the years past. Hadley Panzer, a junior out of Lake in Kansas. Uh, he, now, he filled in for Taylor Potier uh, after he uh, was lost for the season uh, in the opening game last year. Uh, really in solid uh, interior piece uh, for K-State uh, in, in the guard position. Uh, Panzer and uh, Potier are going to uh, both be likely to get some time uh, there here in 2023. And uh, K-State will be in good hands uh, with either of those options there. Uh, I mentioned Podier uh, has had his last two seasons cut short uh, due to season-ending injuries, both in 2021 and 2022. Uh, Had started right guard in the last two games of the 2020 season against Baylor and in Texas. And and during those games, K-State really had some success on the ground uh, where he was looked at as one of the big uh, parts coming back in 2021. Uh, he's going to provide some of that experience and depth. He's been around for a while, and we're hoping he can stay healthy here in 2023. Uh, Christian Duffy was recently announced by uh, Chris Kleiman that Duffy is battling an injury that will keep him out for the first few weeks of the season. Uh, and that's, of course, unfortunate to hear. And, and prior to that setback, he had been so, uh, sort of an Ironman for K-State. 35 straight starts uh, dating back to the 2020 season, the longest consecutive streak uh, on the team uh, as it comes to starts. Uh, his 35 uh, career starts, which uh, unfortunately is coming to an end, put him 10 shy of entering the top five among Wildcat offensive linemen since 1990 in terms of starts. Routinely grades out well as a right tackle. A lot of experience uh, with, with that start streak, and we're hoping he can come back healthy and, and be a big part of this offensive line here a little bit later on in 2023. One of the uh, the first guys up to replace uh, Duffy was is a guy that was mentioned by uh, Connor Riley and uh, Chris Kleiman. It's Carver Willis. Uh, Willis is a junior 
uh, out of Durango, Colorado. He played in seven games last year as, as a reserve, uh, played some uh, as well in 2020. He'll have some big shoes to fill, uh, obviously, with, with Duffy's uh, you know prolonged start streak and his consistency there. But uh, you're replacing Duffy, a guy who, of course, has, has started a lot of games for K-State, uh, with a guy that's uh, with Willis, who's been in uh, the program for four years now. This will be his fourth year. Uh, so it's not like you're replacing him with some guy that's a little bit green. Willis, while he might not have quite that same level of in-game experience, has been in the program here for some time, and you look for him to step in and do a nice job. Uh, KT Leviston, sixth year at Kansas State. He had started. He has started 19 games in his K-State career, and uh, he'll be the anchor there at left tackle. Uh, routinely grades out well, and you know, really, when K-State had um, had had to pick up a couple yards last year. Uh, they're running over Leviston and uh, Cooper Beebe for sure uh, to pick up that yard uh, that yardage. Leviston's really good in the run game, and uh, you look for him to have a really nice 2023. Uh, and, and one other guy I want to mention is uh, Andrew Langang. Uh, started or saw action rather uh, in nine games last year as a redshirt freshman, uh, a talented offensive lineman who can play both inside and outside. Uh, his 6'6", 306-pound build uh, is certainly uh, you know, what you're looking for with a big guy that uh, his best football is certainly ahead of him. And uh, he has a really bright future here at Kansas State and, and certainly has what you're looking for uh, in terms of the tools uh, to be an NFL-quality offensive lineman. So I mentioned last year uh, the, the offensive line didn't quite gel until uh, you know, a little bit further on in the season. Uh, last year, offensive line allowed 21 sacks, uh, which is a, a sack 4.8% uh, of the dropbacks, uh, which was down uh, from 7.7 7 in 2021. You know, paved the way uh, for a 5.1 yard per carry average last year, which was the highest for K-State since 2016. There's a ton of quality experience up and down the depth chart for, for the Wildcats. And why that is, is one, K-State has really done a nice job of recruiting and developing some of these offensive linemen that come in maybe either a, a little bit uh, undersized here to contribute right away, but after two or three years in the program, uh, they're ready to step in and, and, and compete at a high level. And another thing that, that Connor Riley has done since he's been at Kansas State and was something that uh, he and Kleiman both did at North Dakota State is rotating in offensive linemen into the mix uh, far more than what you see at some other programs. Uh, that's a philosophy that is certainly uh, shown to pay off with, with the type of depth that K-State has. Uh, for guys that might have uh, not necessarily have the starts that uh, some of the that that some of the more experienced guys or guys that have been in the starting lineup, you have it like guys like Carver Willis who last year saw seven uh, game or action in seven games. That's what you want to see is whenever they get tapped, it's not the first time that they're getting into the game. Uh, so the guys that I mentioned and the others that I, I didn't get to mention have all been in the program for at least three or four years. And for guys like uh, Lane Gang, Willis, and, and Potier, uh, those are guys that are going to, uh, you're going to feel good about uh, stepping in if uh, injury arises, which uh, during the course of a long football season uh, is certainly not a possibility, uh, but uh, a certainty. All right. So after looking at the running back and offensive line groups, you have kind of a good idea of what uh, this K-State offense is going to look like 
here in 2023. When you mention offensive line, you mention a lot of quality experience and quality uh, high-end talent. Cooper Beebe is one of the best offensive linemen uh, in the Big 12, and if not the country. You know, there was a lot of talk here uh, at the start of uh, kind of the Big 12 media season when they released their all-Big 12 team. You know, maybe there should have been a few votes for Cooper Beebe as an offensive player of the year at the offensive guard position. He's a really impactful player and uh, is certainly uh, worthy of all the accolades he's got coming uh, his way here in the preseason. But really the strength of the offensive line to me is not necessarily just one guy. It's uh, the entire group and not only just the entire starting five. K-State always employs that best five uh, mentality, whether if it's maybe swinging a guy out or, or moving a guy in to get the best five guys in there, the quality and the depth of, of this offensive line is really what I think makes it stand out uh, as one of the best in, in the Big 12 and is one of the best in the country. Running back position, going to be an interesting, uh, going to be a little bit difficult uh, not to uh, be looking out there and seeing Deuce Vaughn out there. Uh, what he did for K-State these last three years uh, was nothing short of tremendous. With Giddens, uh, Joe Jackson possibly as, as uh, a guy that could ascend into getting a few of those carries. Uh, but with Giddens and Treshawn Ward leading the way there at the running back position, really complement each other well. Giddens, you know, you kind of categorize him as a big physical kind of uh a guy that can pick up those short yards, but he has shown a little bit of ability uh, to get out in the open field, make a guy miss, and then not get caught from behind. Uh, it's a guy that's got good speed, and uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do in a full season next year. Uh, you know, last year uh, had you know a fair amount of carries, uh, having uh, 89 carries. I expect that to come close to doubling. Uh, I don't know if I'll see him at 200 carries, but if you see Ward and, and Giddens pretty even in carries, that that's kind of how I foresee this going, uh, both around the 150 carry uh, type threshold, maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit less, just kind of depending on situations. But I think this kind of also goes back to a little bit uh, to what I mentioned in the quarterback, uh, wide receiver, and tight end group uh, preview. Last year, K-State was 60-40 run to pass. This year, I anticipate a little bit closer to 50-50, uh, but with uh, with the options that K-State has running the ball and with the offensive line leading the way, uh, you feel good about what K-State will be able to do running the football this year. That's still going to be a focal point of the offense, and uh, that's something I don't see really uh, changing here as we look uh, forward here into 2023. So that'll do it here with the uh, the offensive side of the ball. Uh, on the next podcast, we're going to take a uh, move over to the defensive side of the ball and look at the linebackers and defensive line. Look forward to talking with you then. Thanks for listening, and go Cats.